The following podcast contains strong language, graphic violence, nudity, and some other thing. Spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. Oh my! Will he found the oatmeal? He found the marble in the oatmeal. Yeah. That means he gets to drink from the fire hose. You ready, Will? Yeah, Mr. Joe. Open wide. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Chef's kiss. Yeah. <laughs> ten out of ten. Somehow, <laughs> oh, man, she get worse at this with every recording. Yep. You think one of us would, would have learned the opening monologue by now? It's just like four things. We've only been doing this for like six that? years. It's fine. Yeah. So we, right. we relied on Brian so much. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Four Guys in a Movie Podcast. The podcast where friends gather, talk about movies, this time from their past. And, and just drink have, from a fire hose. And drink from the fire hose. Whosoever fire hose wants to volunteer. <laughs> I'm your host, Rob, joined by... Tony. Joe. Will. And our special guest... Dave. Hi, Dave. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Thanks. Dave. Glad to be here. Sure. <laughs> hey, Dave. You ever want your own podcast? You're on. <laughs> Sweet. Now, it's a pretty momentous occasion this week. We're watching a movie from the 80s called The UHF. has Weird Al in it. And before we get into any uh, particulars about the movie, I assume we've all seen this before? We have. Does anybody have any stories they'd like to share about this film or Weird Al in general? My first experience with Weird Al was, for some reason, my dad had the CD. Um, I don't remember the title, but he it was one where Weird Al had, like, Coolio's hair, and he sang Amish hair, Paradise. Yeah. I don't know why my dad had that CD, but we listened to it because a lot. Because it's amazing. Listen to it a lot. It was great. He's just been a part of my life ever since then. How old were you? I don't know. Six. Elementary school. Will. He's a child. He's just a child. It's not his fault. <laughs> I know. <laughs> this is a bit they do take. So. I, I just asked to stab myself in the heart. And so just, like you were running with scissors? It's not so much that we're mad at Will. We're more just disappointed with the inexorable everything he march of for. time. <laughs> yes. And Rob is against everything Will stands for. Well, yeah, that too. <laughs> Eating ass and mowing the grass. Yeah, yeah. no, but not mowing the grass, just the smoking ass. Smoking grass and eating ass. <laughs> Weird Al has been a, a part of our lives since I can barely remember. Um, and so, yeah, like I'd say at least 50 50 on every one of his songs. I've heard his version before the actual mm-hmm. song that he was parroting yeah. or, or styling after or whatever. I remember our cousin gave me a copy of Even Worse mm-hmm. uh, cassette. Great. Yeah, he's kind of just a presence that's been there my entire life. <laughs> he like... legitimately has. Like, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm a little disappointed because, like, now he should be bigger, and yet he's kind of quiet. Well, he's finally out of his contract, so he can, he no longer has to make albums. He can just start releasing immediately online, so he could just parody as soon as the song comes out, mm-hmm. which he said he was excited about when that day came and he was out of the contract. I don't think he's put out anything since, so I, uh... Well, he's working on his biopic now. Ugh, that parody. 
Um, <laughs> anybody else? I've been a fan as far back as I can remember. Started out with uh, "Eat It" back in the day. It was probably the first song I ever heard in your life, and possibly <laughs> that, that <laughs> was yeah, yeah, like... his introduction to music. <laughs> that, yeah. was, that was the first song I've ever heard. Yeah, and I'd not heard of UHF until Rob and Dave were talking about it at work, and I'm like, "Weird Al movie? What? Never heard of it." And went went home and watched it, and I was like, "All right, why isn't Weird Al done more movies?" It was mm-hmm. great. It's like it's mm-hmm. like if one of those. <laughs> SNL movies were actually funny. Yeah. Same exact premise. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> but well, much like a lot of the SNL movies at the time, it was not fully approved. True. Um, so, that's our experience with the film. Tony, tell us some details about the movie. Because uh, the smell of these hot dogs is making me sick. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till they're inside you. <laughs> Why do I hear that so much? <laughs> so, obviously, uh, UHF came out in 1989. 89, wow. That was later than I thought. Uh, Directed by Jane Levy, who he's done a lot, but also not much, because he's basically, he's Weird Al's manager, and he's directed, like, just about every one of Weird Al's videos, and... Okay. Yeah, so, like, obviously they're a crew, they stick together like that. Um, I know Stallone was at one point going to be in this movie as a small cameo, he would uh, sell him the ticket for the helicopter ride, which would have been pretty good. But I guess scheduling issues uh, made him drop out. Canon Films threw a lot of money at him to arm wrestle. <laughs> Could be. Uh, the Spatula City billboard was actually put up in a town for that shot wow. and left there until people complained because so many people were coming into nearby businesses asking what special city was and where they could find it that's awesome in your heart in your heart it lives on in our hearts and our minds the dreams of young children no but i could totally see a bunch of people being like we have to go there i have to see that that that's true and then yeah. they get there and they're like, why did I think this would be something special? Right. It, wow. It is just three it is like a city of spatulas. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, the scene where um, Bob meets Mr. Frying Pan was a little too accurate and he actually got hit in the face and split his lip open, which you can see if you're watching closely mm. in the movie, but it's kind of covered up by his clown makeup. Okay. Uh, and I think that's all the, the more juicy details that I have at the moment. Um, but yeah, do you guys want to guess at what this movie cost to make? Mm. Um, I happen to know, so I will, I will admit. It definitely was not high budget. So I'm going to guess $10 million. I'm going to go lower and five. I was going to go with $5 million as well. It was $5 million. Oh, Ooh, wow. Nice. Want to guess what it made? <laughs> this I don't know. I'm gonna guess twelve million. I'll stick with ten. Seven million. One dollar. Good call. It was six million dollars. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> well, a little above, but you know, I round off for the not the most successful. Well, you know what, you win. You have to drink. I'm afraid I do. <laughs> do we want to do the cast first? Uh, I got it up on my phone. Right. Might as well. Who's in this movie, Joe? So, um, Weird Al Yankovic guy. Uh, who knows? You know what else he's been in as George Newman, uh, Victoria Jackson. Spyhard. Spyhard, correct. Oh my God. Uh, Victoria Jackson as uh, Discount uh, Yardley Smith. I mean Terry. <laughs> um, Kevin McCarthy as R.J. Fletcher. Uh, Michael Richards as Stanley Spadowski. David Bowe as Bob and Fram Dresser. As Pamela Finkelstein. And Billy Barty as Noodles McIntyre. Ah, McIntyre. Can't forget Billy Barty. I also like how Fran Drescher's character, who I guess she, her name must be said, right? I don't know. I'm just forgetting. I think she says it in the beginning. Yeah, she must say it when she does the newscast. Mm. Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, yeah, Pamela Finkelstein. Yeah, yeah, it's now hitting me. But uh, still, the fact that she gets a last name, but his girlfriend in this does great. Is it? Yeah. Tells us where they just didn't care. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, she's not a character. Yeah. <laughs> she, yeah. she doesn't. All right, Rob, what delicacies have so you Who else is in this today? movie, Joe? Who else is in this yeah. movie besides everyone we just mentioned? Mm -hmm. um, I think I know. Who the fire hose? No. Twinkie the Kid? Twinkie the Kid, in a way. Um, the... Okay. Was it uh, the cheesy hot dog sandwich? Oh my God! It's a Twinkie Wiener sandwich. Twinkie Wiener sandwich. So, ladies and gentlemen, I have at home. the memory of a gold. Child. All right. Well, then this this will probably benefit you quite well. This will improve <laughs> by your leading memory. faster to my death. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna pass these around. You can make your own. Mm -hmm. uh, should I hand out these plates? Yes, please. We're gonna have to Here's, share a knife. You only right. have one knife because cutting the Twinkie is important. Because we are working on the same budget as the USF station. Mm. Yes. So this was targeted to cheer up the character Bob. Um, Weird Al constructed a Twinkie, and he put a hot dog on it, and um, covered it on top with some uh, delicious cheese Whiz. Now, in the movie, he also then dunks it in milk. That is true. We are not doing. Did he dunk it? That milk would just be gross. He, he, yeah. he I mean, because this will make me milk. gag. That would make me vomit. I, I thought it. I thought I mean, it was in coffee that he just put a lot of milk in. Oh, that, that makes is it so much possible, better. Possible, but yeah. Either way, been, yeah. Who's got is... the Who's got the wiener knife? Right. Okay. Do we have to call that? Wiener. It has. Mine has a line in it already, so I'm just gonna cut. That's where they. That. That's where they glue it together in the factory. Yeah. All right. So long, Milton. So, um, for those listening at home, um, know that I am a vegetarian. Rob was thoughtful enough to provide me with um, vegetarian hot dogs. Oh God, it fucking oh. looks gross. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact with this: I'm uh, just seeing the smart talk. <laughs> filming this scene, he so had to eat colors. like thirty right. of these. And really? shortly after it, Weird Al became a vegetarian. <laughs> Listen, uh. Binging with Babish to this on his web series, and he said they were quite good. Now, it's also worth pointing out that we had a slew of technical problems with the audio before we started today. Correct. So these wieners are quite cold. But I, yeah. And there's a valid chance no one will hear this. <laughs> <laughs> we might be doing this for no one other than ourselves, yep. but it's okay. Shy. Don't be shy, boys. Yeah, Especially that one with the gray tip. That's <laughs> yeah. Right that, I think that one's just for Will. <laughs> I got the one that I touched. Uh, Should have given it to him first. Then need to be shaken nor refrigerated. <laughs> Always a good sign. That's great. Says right on the top. No need to refrigerate. Great tip right there. That Wait. one's that one's gotten. Mm -hmm. That one's sort of syphilis. Oh, oh, oh goodness! <laughs> oh, no. oh, both of these look terrible. This you could do for the no, you could go for the smart one. dog. When was the last time you looked at a hot dog and thought that looks great? <laughs> well, to be fair, these aren't hot dogs. These are wieners. That's true. Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> these are Oscar uh, Mayer wieners. So the cheese has been applied. I believe it says on the package now with three percent more actual meat. <laughs> uh, no, it doesn't. <laughs> Well, it does, but the meat is in quotation marks. Right. And Dave's got the technique. Yeah. This fancy Dave's doing little right roses on his. Yeah. There is also the possibility they're referring to the package. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All right, boys. The Yomio size. Wow. How did he get the smoothie string? I and don't like, know. we got. Y'all's came out real yeah. thick. <laughs> All right. All 
right. Gentlemen, down the hatch. See you on the other side. <laughs> I'll fill out. I mean, it's not terrible. Like, I definitely don't want it, but it's not terrible. <laughs> this is better than those uh, <laughs> it is better uranium than the, cakes you it's got. It's better yeah. than the Minions cakes. <laughs> no, the Minions cakes were, were atrocious. And Joe, you, you've got the fakey one. I think mm -hmm. I think the real ones might actually be better. Right, this is what you're getting. Is this scrap of... <laughs> Rob is essentially I handing of, us I toilet paper on the floor. I need to There's your square. <laughs> Apparently, use both sides. Yeah, we can't. We can't get our own napkin. So Rob has handed out the equivalent of if you cut yourself, the little square you give <laughs> the dot of blood. Oh, wow. Daytona's going for seconds. Joe, yeah. Joe's about to finish his. I'm gonna finish this. Oh yeah, I'm gonna finish this. I'm. Um, <laughs> I don't think I'm ever gonna do it again, yeah. but I'm gonna finish it. Yeah. Just the cheese on the Twinkies, pretty. Just the cheese on the. Cheese it's not the not working for you, Rob. I mean, it's working for me about as much as I expected. No, hold on. You can't just pull individual pieces off and eat them separately. Like, yes, that's kind of going against the whole <laughs> theme of this challenge. It does, but he did at least bite it first. He like did. Full, yeah. uh, Can't say he didn't try it. Well, mm -hmm. would you mind grabbing the roll of paper towels from the kitchen, please? <laughs> uh oh, what? what? My hands are all sticky. Oh, okay. I got cheese in my beard. I thought maybe you're gonna throw up. No, I would not give him if that were gonna. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> Just do it and get it over with. I were in your house. All right. As much as I'm sure our fans love dead air, let's move on. <laughs> well, I mean, I think we gotta we gotta do like final thoughts here. Oh yeah, like I don't mean we have to be done with the segment. I just think somebody uh, needs to talk. There, Dave, the hell Dave, was that? Dave made it through. I have to get the cheese off my pan. You just jiggled your nuts right outside the door. <laughs> well, <laughs> better than he, inside. Yeah, he did it in a different room. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm but it's so the same, line of sight. Same hands he's handing us all this stuff with. He wanted it was on you the to top see. of the. It was on top of the the pan. It was first base. <laughs> yeah, he. He reached inside the pants before he got in the room. What, what bases are, are you running around? <laughs> yeah, why are they... <laughs> Little League, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, Dave, final thoughts. I can say I've done it. Yep. I won't do it again. Well, I I could see in a moment of uh, additional sadness doing the squeezy cheese on a hot dog. Mm -hmm. But the I think the Twinkie is a bit much. Will's Twinkie needs more cheese. Yeah. Well, I mean, I still maintain the position of why does the squeezy cheese exist? Like, I don't know what product I would ever use that for. This one, basically. Mm -hmm. Will's losing it here. Also, I'm pretty sure the packaging that the squeezy cheese like was in in the movie from 1989 is still the same package. Oh yes, in 2022, it's the same batch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> same lot number. Have a date. It just says no on the bottom. Yeah, yeah it does. <laughs> All right. Well, there's nothing in this tube that any bacteria would want, so you don't have to worry yeah, about it going bad. It's all, like, synthetic. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I think Pfizer's going to patent it and set it up. So, yeah, I mean... That's, it's a good source of calcium right there. Excellent source of calcium. Oh, even better. <laughs> made with 100% pure milk. <laughs> this ain't made with real cheese, exclamation point. Even though cheese is the fourth ingredient. <laughs> oh, well, but is it cheese or is it cheese exclamation point? Because it Ooh. might be a totally new product. I, I think cheese yes. it's like a, it's a good like call. A, yeah, it's like a way they can get around it. I think it's cheese question mark. <laughs> the first ingredient is whey. 
So yeah, if I had those components in front of me again, um, the easy cheese would not be used. It would probably be in the garbage. The Twinkie and the hot dog would be eaten separately. Mm -hmm. It's like the same premise as, you know, at like a minor league ballpark, they have like the Krispy Kreme cheeseburger. You know, it's like something sweet on something savory. Um, so I could see like a binging. I might look up the binging with Bad Babish episode to see if he did like the elevated version. <laughs> no, he just, it was just a regular version that he, that he had. And then he elevated it, but he said the base version was good. And, I mean, I get it in a way, because it's, it is, like, salty and sweet. Creamy. Um, it's just it really low-tier versions of both. <clears throat> right. Um, I, I found it inoffensive, but I just... Like, that hot dog didn't have a casing on it. It was just, like, meat formed into a tube. Yeah. I also yeah. ate the majority of a pizza earlier today, so <laughs> maybe my so body's just... gonna be happy. It's gonna be great. Yeah. I don't know if this helps or hurts the situation, but I, I suppose it should be pointed out. These are not high-end hot dogs. These are no, wieners. They are wieners. So uh, it might have some impact on, you know, personal taste testing at home. And maybe it would have been better if they were, like, freshly boiled mm. boiled wieners. Freshly boiled. All right, let's get through this sadness UHF. cloud in the room. Let's talk about UHF. Yeah. <sighs> Here we go. <laughs> That's usually when right. we start talking, Joe. So, Weird Al. Yeah. Movie starts with a flagrant parody of Indiana Jones. Um, you know, you got Weird Al in a fedora. He's uh, looking around. One of the guys he's adventuring with is like, I'm going to pull this gun on you. And he's like, well, I'm going to whip your fucking arm off. <laughs> and uh, the guy's just like, oh, and leaves. And his other buddy's like you know, goes into temple with him and it's like, see that face? That means we're going to die. So I'm going to turn around and leave. And he just gets hit by a train in the jungle, in the jungle. jungle. Yep. Yeah. Random jungle train. He also, he like does this weird dive backwards before the train runs him over. Um, and then, uh, yeah, weird Al goes further into the temple and sees an Oscar and he, uh, he grabs it, you know, disregarding the obvious trap. And gets chased by a giant ass boulder forever. And Don't call Amy Schumer. Wait, never mind. All right. What? Hmm? All so right. I do like for uh, the trailers for this movie. Most of them just use the bulk of this scene mm -hmm. without showing Weird Al's face till the very end. <laughs> just so you you know kind of get tricked into thinking like, what the fuck am I watching now? So the boulder, you know, it's a homing boulder. And it chases him around. Sure. Chases him downtown. And he finally, Weird Al runs out of steam and falls over. And that the was a good uh, practical flattens. effect. Reminded me of like Roger Rabbit. Mm -hmm. The um, What's the guy's name? The Judge? Judge Doom. Judge that Doom. Gets flattened. Freaked me out when I was a kid. <laughs> Remember me, Eddie? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we get a transition from there to, um, turns out Weird Al's actually working at a burger joint. And he's staring at a patty that's just been growing on... The griddle forever. Was it What's fat Edna's? Big Edna's. Big Edna's. Edna's. Yeah. Um, so the general problem with this guy is his overactive imagination is always getting the best of him. And in this case, he's like spraying mustard on people. He's boiling the fries into oblivion. He's just, he's earning himself a fat chat red card for all of his offenses here. And yeah. I mean, none of it's on purpose. Mm -hmm. He's not, he's not abusing any of the food. Mm -hmm. um, he's just, his mind is just elsewhere. We, he's run into a problem I've had numerous times in my life, and currently a bit, um, Burning the where, brain mustard on no, people. where you have a job that is mindless, but not mindless enough. Like, it doesn't require a whole lot of brain power, but not, it's not so mindless that you can drift off and daydream the way you want to. 
in those jobs. So yeah, like he neglects the fries and so on. So here, here's what I'm that. not getting. His friend Bob comes over and is like, you know, Big Edna's going to be mad at you if she sees that. And he's like, I'm not afraid of Big Edna. She's fat. She that sucks. That piece of shit. That fat bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck her. And of course, you know, Big Edna's right behind him. Of course. Big Edna takes both of them and throws them like, you know, into space and then yes. across the parking lot. And it sounds like from Bob that this is not the first time that he's been fired for George being an asshole. I did wonder about that. Because, yeah, like, what did Bob do in that say? He was just like, hey, do your job right. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe then he got a, fired for maybe that. Maybe it's a thing where he's always the one that gets hired and then <clears throat> feels obliged to bring mm -hmm. Weird Al with him. And then so when he gets in trouble, the boss is like, well, yeah. I can't trust you for bringing this shit guy with the perm in here. So um, they head home in their weird-ass car, get out, uh, and you see there's a um, – they, they live right next to a karate um, dojo. Mm -hmm. And you get this uh, guy. What's his name? Uh, Getty Cooney. Cooney. Cooney, Cooney yeah. in the movie, yeah. Yeah, this guy Cooney is just like, oh, these new people, so stupid. And they're throwing him out the window. And Joe is doing the guy's voice. <laughs> yeah, Joe's, just for the <laughs> Joe is doing the guy's voice from the movie. He's not like – yeah. Yes. This is not Joe's bad stereotype. This is the no, this bad is, stereotype. This is like... Although, like, I don't know why for the podcast you decided to tape your eyes like that. But. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Bite your feet. <laughs> it's the only way I could keep them open. It's like a clockwork orange over here. Well, uh, the wrong direction. <laughs> so anyway, um, that's when they go home and, uh, and Weird Out George here tries to cheer Bob up with a... Uh, I'm just going to call him Weird George. Um, tries to cheer him up with one of the hot dog and Twinkie sandwiches that uh, we just ate. And I got to say, that would not cheer me up. I mean, uh, it's not quite enough. Yeah, your life has to be in a real specific place. Yeah. If a, a hot dog on a Twinkie curl, you know, uh, cheers you up. <clears throat> I almost said curls you up. It did almost curl me up. We're all going to be curled up in the bed later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so another running theme is uh, George has his... Uh, you mean bathtub. <laughs> Yes. His girlfriend, Terry, and uh, he's always late to, er, forgetting about seeing her because of his overactive imagination. He grabs the mashed potatoes, does some fucking uh, close encounters of the third kind on him. Yeah. Well, quick, I just want to throw in. He says it's seven o'clock. It is fucking the middle of the day, so I don't First know all, what that's about. <laughs> they just got fired from their job. Wouldn't like what? What is she expecting? Wouldn't he still be at work? In the yes, end? that would also be fine. Later, he's horrible with time, like yeah. timing things. He probably told her that they were going to be able to do something. He forgot he had to work. Um, it does seem to be a thing. Yeah. So he uh, he close encounters the mashed potatoes. No one cries this time. As that we can tell. Um, and then uh, he goes to see his parents, maybe? I don't know who, how these people are related. Zot and uncle. Zot and yeah. uncle? Okay. Some kind of mixer party. Oh, that's right. He is calling him Uncle Harvey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's no... He's feeding punch to a dog. So there's no explanation. And it's like... <laughs> yeah. How did well, this movie get the like approval at the end that no animals were harmed? He literally throws the, he literally times. throws this dog into a punch. Yeah, well, the so, dog's not hurt doing that. Yeah. So the feeding the punch to the chihuahua it. didn't get me 
until like when they're finally like george can you come over here and he just throws it in the punch bowl yeah yeah uh, feeding it the punch not that this you know it's amusing but when he drops it in the well they cut bowl. to him the first time and he's like not looking at the camera and he's like feeding the the dog punch and it's like okay not not very funny then the second time they cut to him the dog is actively like oh yeah i fucking love that punch give me some of that more give me some more of that punch it's like hummingbird nectar to this fucking dog so got him hooked <laughs> Um, Uncle Harvey here is this like big shot gam gambler. He like wins the Millennium Falcon and uh, UHF station in this uh whatever this high stakes poker game, and he comes out and he's I like, "Came here by myself, solo." <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> now I'm just picturing him as uh, Harvey Corman. With his shirt progressively <laughs> opening more and more throughout the movie. And his aunt is uh, B. Arthur. Yeah. And he takes the rest of that punch bowl and pours from the top yeah. of his head. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking head volcano. I, I would kind of love it if it was just like, I, I just had a great winnings in the gambling. Here, you run my UFS, UFS, UHF station. And here, Mr. Harrison Ford, you have my Millennium Falcon. And just Harrison Ford was there for no reason. <laughs> and honey, I just won a cantina on Tatooine. Yeah. So, Until um, Boba Fett shows up and <clears throat> blows up for no reason. Cries a bunch and takes a. <clears throat> anyway. So. Yeah, uh, we go to the UHF station now. Basically, George is going to be put in charge of it, and uh, yeah, it's it's pretty pretty creepy in there. You got this crazy looking panhandler outside asking for change. You got this weird scientist named after Philo Doe uh, in there, and then um, you uh, Fran Drescher, yeah, the receptionist. Fran Drescher, yeah, she's pissed because she's supposed to be doing the news. Um, and we see a commercial for Crazy Ernie. <laughs> he has some interesting marketing <laughs> tactics. You better get down there soon. He's going to start killing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if he doesn't sell, wait, what, what was the time limit? An hour. An hour. An hour. <laughs> Someone has to buy a car within an hour. And he didn't even mean like or... within an hour of you seeing the commercial. As soon as the commercial is <laughs> yeah. finished yes. filming. Chances are that seal was clubbed oh, long yeah. before. Oh, yeah. Probably. Yeah. Commercial went out. Well, he said baby. baby Baby, he said one baby, two seal. That was a full-grown sea lion. Mm. Also, I love that the sea I don't lion. Know why no one else thinks that's a fucking issue? Crazy When a maniac is saying you need to come buy a car, I'm gonna start yeah. killing things. Well, I, don't I don't care. Think it matters I don't... as much what it is. I'll protect a baby seal. Fuck a sea lion. Wow. Really? Yeah, they eat like Fuck. penguins and so do seals. Yeah, so do <laughs> seals. You probably just did. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Sword panels, penguin wiener, seal, sword panels, such as seal. That's gonna be a birdemic. <laughs> so, is there any pangolin meat in there? Mm, probably. <laughs> <laughs> that, those wieners caused COVID. Any pangolin meat in here? All right. So now, um, yep, the ninth ingredient. After Crazy Erdy's commercial, we find out that um, a uh, package was mistakenly sent to the UHF station that was supposed to go to uh, the Channel 8 network affiliate. So George is like, I'll just take it down there and, uh, you know, talk to the, the boss there. Who, uh, the boss, uh, what the hell's his name? R.J. Fletcher. R.J. Fletcher is fucking nuts. And this actor does it, like, he's one of the highlights in the movie. He just yeah, does yeah. such a crazy, over-the-top, yeah. like, uh, facial scene-chewing yeah. villain, yeah. Yeah, he looks like, if threatened, he can swallow your head. <laughs> yeah. That scary mouth. <laughs> 
And from what I read, he fully enjoyed being as evil as humanly possible, so it shows. Perhaps he spits eggs out of that mouth like Birdo. Mow. <laughs> Mow. <laughs> 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 All right. So anyway. <laughs> That's a take. <laughs> so he's looking for his file. He's like, ah, the file was supposed to be on the desk. It's gone. Fucking janitor. Bring Stanley Spadowski in here. And we get Michael Richards introduced to this movie. And he's basically like, where's the file? And Stanley's like, I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, fuck you. You're fired. Get out. <laughs> and then turns out he was sitting on the file the whole time. And they have a good laugh about it. So and stained with ball sweat. Mm-hmm. 80s ball sweat yeah but i mean but that's rj fletcher's stamp of approval true any business proposal. that's how he approves any yeah. of them yeah. the he makes the little chunk sound <laughs> as he teabags it sits on his balls like mr Bellity. <laughs> yeah. i don't sign things anymore they get my ass print <laughs> god about mr Belvedere. <laughs> so <laughs> um wesley wesley so meanwhile um George walks in, he's like, here's your package, and RJ's just like, you stole that! Fuck you! <laughs> and then, um, you know, he's like, no, uh, you know, I brought it from uh, outside, and he's like, you're trespassing! Get out of here! <laughs> so then he leaves and uh, runs into um, Stan Lee getting mugged in the hallway. Getting his mop. Uh, for his, his mop, mop. Yeah. yeah. his mop. And this is an important mop to Stanley. And we see it taken from him. He had it since he was a kid. Since he was eight, he was given that mop. Yeah. And uh, Stanley's like, okay, you could come work for me. And, uh, or I'm sorry, George says that. And Stanley's super excited. And they go back to the station. Did he ever say who gave him the mop? No. No. It's a birthday present. Yeah. It's very god janitor Nemo. it probably <laughs> was some janitor quitting his job was just like fuck you and threw it out the window <laughs> could be landed just... in his lap his, his stepfather beat him with that mop <laughs> well no, one day he beat his stepfather to death with it and it became his mop. i see when his real father passed away mm. he left him the mop then to beat his stepfather to death to and beat his stepfather. well and I, when I he guess... was running away the mop got caught on his mom's pearls and they Broken right. slow motion. <laughs> and he had to mop them up. Mop oh up God. all the blood. What's her name, Martha? Mop. Martha? <laughs> mop. <laughs> all right, so now we get... Now, I, I do want to take a moment here to, to tell the audience. This is the weird thing about doing comedies, because mm-hmm. we, we can't go over all this, but there are so many sight gags and little mm-hmm. things going on throughout mm-hmm. all of this. That is what really makes up the movie. Yeah, you got, like, the blind guy doing a Rubik's Cube with the change guy. Um, you know what else we got? Mm-hmm. Two sad little wet wieners on a plate. I, we, I have arranged do. the One scores not even so a I real no longer wiener. have to look at them. One of them is made out of plants. <sighs> Give me the plant wiener. It's no, no. Oh, suck it down. You want some cheese? <laughs> no. 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 Oh, oh yeah. He didn't even chew it. Oh, yeah. He just took it down. Joe is deep <laughs> throw that wiener. Down. Well, to be fair, it's a lot thinner than what he's usually got going in there. So mm. This is like his training wiener. Yeah, getting ready for the big time. <laughs> I usually don't eat my training wieners. So, when do you have to talk while I'm shoving this in my so mouth? So, I looked it up what year Seinfeld started, and it was also 1989. So, Michael mm-hmm. Richards was doing this, and, or I guess it, this was probably filmed 87 or 88, but like he was doing this and Seinfeld the same year. I mean, to be fair, he's like an amazing character. He's like amazing in this. Yeah, and he's, he's amazing in sign. Yeah, he's a really good character. And then he just said some unfortunate things. And... Well, yeah. mm-hmm. well, yes. Well, yes. There, there are some less than pleasant stereotypes in this movie, and there are at least two cast members that we 
don't want to talk about anymore, mm-hmm. but... Wait, who's the other one? Victoria Jackson? Why, what does she do? She a big Trump like... person? Yeah, she's some kind of nut. I don't even oh, fucking remember, okay. but... So I bet you going for the gray spot, Tony? I'm doing it. I bet All you right. anti-vax. Um, so... <laughs> okay. <laughs> we go to the, uh... Just an assumption. <laughs> I forgot that we vilify people for having different opinions. <laughs> That's always good. <laughs> oh, Rob. Yeah, Rob. Being on his eye. I'm just an asshole to everybody. I, you know, that's Everyone's a villain. Yeah. He doesn't pretend to have a reason. Yeah, I don't need to. <laughs> well, no, I, I don't remember the full story because who's been paying much attention to what she's been doing. But <laughs> I believe she has gone pretty far off the deep end with whatever beliefs she <laughs> what? has. I don't care. Just... I mean, she's she's a non-entity in this movie anyway, so... It's right. Like, they literally don't give her anything to do. So, Mostly um, it's just this. I think I'm gonna love you anyway, but I don't like you right now. There you go. That was eerie. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's her whole entire shtick in this film. So, uh, we now cut to Fran Drescher trying to do the newscast of the, the mayor's new uh, budget meeting. When was the nanny? Yeah, because she's looking pretty good in this. She's looking real good in this. Mm-hmm. It was after this. It was, yeah. Noodles. Yeah. It was somewhere in the 90s. It can't have been too far after this. Noodles, Noodles wanted to put his little ziti in there. Mm-hmm. Well, I like that every newscast, every newscast was an upskirt. <laughs> <laughs> well, no I mean, the ratings in, were so high. In fairness, noodles can't really do much else. Well, I so, don't know about that. They don't call them noodles for nothing, mm-hmm. Joe. So yeah, so a, a wild Billy Barty appears. He's like, "I'm the cameraman." <laughs> wow. Well, that I that guess that more wow. the that's the change guy. guy. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I wow. reached for a voice and grabbed the wrong one. <laughs> it's um, not that far off. Let's be honest. It wasn't bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Also, wait. It's, it's on the same. It's on the same. Like you're in the same neighborhood. Yeah. Well, were you trying to do like a leprechaun? No, I was trying to do like a Gwildor. Oh, okay. Because I, I was just thinking, like Mike Myers. I'm the leprechaun. Whatever. Do you think Billy Barty and Warwick Davis ever got in a fight? Yes, maybe. I'd like to imagine that. I'd pay to see it. R.I.P. Billy Barty. <laughs> I'd, pay to, I'd still pay to see it. <laughs> just just Warwick Davis kicking his bones kicking around. his old dead little oh, tiny corpse. Jesus. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> Drag his little baby coffin out of the ground. All right. Baby coffin. <laughs> yeah. Let's get mad at me for saying anti-vax. <laughs> well, I didn't get mad at you. Thoughts <laughs> uh, and opinions of Rob. Do not reflect those of the Florian podcast. All right. Why we should really put that in the beginning with yeah, the spoilers and so sure. on. Disclaimer, yeah. yeah. I mean, the Anti-Dwarfism Defamation League is going <laughs> to show up at our door. That's okay. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure Peter Don't, David's canceled. They're going to kick that. the cat door in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was just trying to stop Rob from saying the doorknob's too high, and then you come in with that. <laughs> So people born different are funny. All right. Wow. Moving this along. Mm -hmm. Long story short, um, Fred Fred Drescher goes to get the interview. I see what you did there. Noodles is like, I'm too short. And then again, it's the change guy. I don't know why. Um, Hey, hey, mister. So (laughs) I see you got a midget there. 
So the uh, the fucking asshole son of um, R. J. Fletcher, uh, he's just like oh, and trips um, <laughs> I trips hope noodles. Shaved today, or he's gonna get an eyeful. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and then basically afterwards, Fran Drescher's calling to complain to uh, to Mr. Fletcher here, and um, the the anchor told her that broads don't belong in broadcasting. And uh, R.J. Fletcher's like, what did I tell them? Don't call chicks broads. And then he laughs and hangs up. And oh. bitches get stitches. Yeah, <laughs> back when that was considered the worst thing that could have happened. Mm-hmm. And now we go to town talk. <sighs> Which, so it's weird because, like, I have a thing with blood when I see blood. I, I get lightheaded and like normally fake blood does not do anything to me, but for some reason this one did. <laughs> I'm just... I mean, I can see that. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of it. Mm-hmm. This it was for me, I will say it wasn't the blood like blood doesn't usually bother me and violence in mm-hmm. movies usually doesn't get to me, but there is something about I don't know, maybe the realistic approach of how easily you could cut your thumb off the <laughs> table saw that i just i did flinch a little when it happened now dave's our our neighborhood woodworker like have you ever had any kind of have you ever had Emo phillips come over to your woodworking <laughs> Emo phillips has never been to my shop i i have sustained table saw injuries and um, uh yeah have, I've, I've learned some lessons and i'm a little more careful than i used to be have you ever launched a thin piece of wood back at back towards your face in embedding it in your hand? No, it was my stomach. Ah, but okay. Oh, God. I still have Probably that piece better. of wood. All right. In so. you? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which which one of the brothers was that? No, that was that was Brick. That was Brick. Oh, yeah. that's. But right. I'm glad to hear he's not alone in that. That's something that uh, apparently that's just oh, a yeah. thing that yeah. happens. Kickback happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I I figured you know I I knew that happened. I I'm actually more surprised it was Brick in a way, but. Mm-hmm. Every time it happens, though, and I don't know if you got yours yet, but every time it happens, Norm Abram shows up at your house and slaps you once across the face. Mm. So haven't gotten it yet. <laughs> haven't happened yet? <laughs> yet. He's coming. Okay. <laughs> He's a little slower now than he used to be. <laughs> so um, one thing I uh, was thinking before, Rob, when you were um, loading the hot dogs in the microwave, mm. where'd you get That's that spatula? That's what we're calling it now. Uh, I only got it at one place, Joe. There's only one place I will ever buy a spatula. Where's that? That's, of course, Spatula City. Spatula City. <laughs> spatula Please City. Spell spatulas, and that's all. Just the greatest dumb commercial ever. <laughs> it's so pointless. Yeah, speaking of, like, going back to what we said at the beginning, that's like a perfect SNL fake mm-hmm. commercial skit. It is. Kind of like, they transition nicely into all these things that have no reason to be in this movie. <laughs> um... And it's like it's every commercial you've seen for like for any business ever, but it is just about a store that sells only spatulas. Mm-hmm. And in all the fake shows or fake commercials, they do that thing where it looks like you're looking at a TV with like the knobs on the side. And when I watched it at my house a few weeks or a few months ago, that didn't like come across. But something about Rob's TV, like it looked just really hilarious to have mm-hmm. like the fake, it looked like a I don't know, like the fake knobs and everything. That's yeah, good I do almost wonder how many additional gags that are in this that even we don't get because they're so outdated mm. well because like the they're uh the thing about the guy buying spatula city because he liked the company so much he bought it yeah is a reference to an old commercial that yeah, i like don't remember the, the hair club for men yeah the hair club yeah for was men. the hair club for, yeah he, know, he but, was size spurling it but uh like you know that one i don't know like if will would have known that without no. seeing it somewhere mm. and like so there could be others that we might not even get no, but it goes like, like as so far funny. back as like Power Ranger and then drops. I tell you what Will does know, though. 
because I saw him taking advantage of the other day. You buy nine spatulas, you get your tenth one for a penny. Mm-hmm. Is that how you told your wife you love her? That's what I do every year for my uh, stocking stuffers. Everyone gets a uh, that's spatula. What, that's what got them laid that one time. <laughs> <laughs> that one. Look what happened. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. So, nothing says I love you like a spatula. Let me just go ahead and drink some. (laughs) All right. So, um, yeah, that commercial just weird as hell. And then it cuts to um, what you call Nutsy's Uncle Nutsy's Funhouse Mm -hmm. with um, you know George's Uncle Nutsy and Bobbo the Clown. And I got to give high marks to to Billy the Kid here because. you know, he comes over to, there's like six kids in the audience that look like they don't want to be there. Wait, I was like, Billy the Kid? Yeah, Emilio asked him. Emilio ran out and just <laughs> young gunned all over him. Billy, you are not a god. So, <laughs> yeah, so he asks this kid where he's from, and uh, in little young Emilio Estevez here just hawks a perfect, oh, like, it's just. so meaty. It's right on his nose. It's hanging down and just like bopping him in the mustache. <laughs> and you're like, damn, like, I wonder how many times they had to try to get that. It's like that movie you're talking about earlier. <laughs> so that out comes Bobbo the Clown, and he only speaks in uh, horn honks. And, um, you know, he comes out and immediately gets hit in the face with a frying pan, apparently for real. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, uh, Weird Al washes it down with some dog biscuits. And Bobbo goes off to puke. Yeah, there was supposed to be some other kind of cookie, but he grabbed the wrong box. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get the commercial for um, people that are tired of other discount funeral services. Uh, and you just see someone walking through a graveyard of just half-buried people. <laughs> Legs sticking out of the ground. Yeah, just limbs all over the place. Uh-huh. <laughs> Come down, the plots are us with new salad bar. <laughs> Everyone just looks real sad with salad. And they're all black and they're like tasty salads. And while that's playing, uh, Weird Al decides to take a little bit of a nap and um, crank up the Genesis because it's time for uh, you know, Beverly Hillbillies. And this was released as its own music video, right? I got the Genesis. Yes. I thought it was Dire Straits. Oh, Dire Straits, yeah. my bad. Dire Straits. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, it took me a while. I knew something that was There weren't any creepy puppets. Yeah. <laughs> that's this time. That's right. That's how you distinguished it. But yes, this was released as his own music video. Mm-hmm. Uh, so George is also supposed to meet Terry for a date, but he's a shitty boyfriend, and, you know, he's too busy dreaming about the Beverly Hillbillies. Like, he legit is. Mm-hmm. And he just, uh, yeah, sleeps through it. And... Hmm? I I put a little of this on her because don't wouldn't I don't want a victim blame but if you're I'm waiting in a restaurant for the dude to show up don't wait till like he's three hours later whatever like you know this guy you know he sucks at time fucking call him or be like I'm almost at the restaurant where you or I'm at the restaurant that's not know, her right? job though yeah it's not her job but like you know it's like he set up the date. Let, oh, him, yeah, have, he let him have some bread or something. He made he made a big deal out of it. No, I understand. He needs to like just write it down or set an alarm. Fair Tell enough, any but... one of your employees to remind you. Well, that that's the other thing is Bob's right fucking across the desk from him, and he doesn't say shit. He just hit Bob in the face with a fork. I feel like and Bob's <laughs> like fuck you. <laughs> that's fair. I feel like Stanley <laughs> would be like your date, but I'm not gonna say yeah, anything. Right. <laughs> oh, like... he's asleep at his desk. He's missing his date. Fuck him. <laughs> that's just a good point. Cause who else is he gonna tell? Like that. I feel like Stanley would be like really good at if you told him. Oh yeah. Like seven thirty or like seven fifteen. Oh wake yeah. Me up. Yeah. But definitely. I think Bob's he doesn't want to risk Stanley trying to come along on the date. Yeah, but I mean honestly, but then they can like, have like a three-way with Stanley and the parents. You know. 
I brought my broom. Um, <laughs> I, brought I my got pig. my girlfriend the mop. It's a triple yeah. date. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna clean you off so good. <laughs> Maybe Bob just trying to, you know, get in there. Yeah, trying to get in there. So either way, <laughs> Terry calls and is like, "Like George, you're filth. I hate you." Again, <laughs> it's the change guy. It's the only voice <laughs> yeah, I have. I, I don't what you know mean why. Is... George, you're filth. I hate you. I was in Saturday Night Live. And then the pen is too hard for like two years. We also find out at this point that the station is going to go broke by the end of the week. <gasps> dun dun dun. So now, uh, so we, Rob Schneider has wait no. Uh, so we cut to Uncle Wayne Nazi's and Garth, uh, Wayne clubhouse and depression edition. Yeah. Now, um, you know, George is basically like a step away from killing himself on air. He's just yelling at the kids who I believe are now trapped here. I think this um, inspired the movie Joker, actually. Mm. <laughs> Maybe. And it's he, certainly he's got hints of Krusty the Clown all over the place. That's for sure. He's just like, fuck it. I'm going to go get a drink. I'm taking Bob with me. Stanley, you run the show. Um, and then they go to the bar. And Stanley is uh, apparently now in five minutes. He's become the most popular thing in town. He yeah. somehow filled the studio up with kids. <laughs> he just, he just, just don't ask any him. questions there. He just, yeah. They just started showing up. Philo started like just these are my mop, bringing them upstairs. These are my mop children. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's true. He was upstairs. like, Philo, get us some children. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I already have these. Yeah. On so, deck. Consider it already done. I picture Philo just turns a knob somewhere and the kids get beamed into the studio. <laughs> yeah. That or I'm picturing some kind of like factory or something. Like he pulls a lever and just some goo forms out and makes a child. <laughs> on a conveyor belt. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that lab from uh, Gremlins 2. <laughs> so um, suddenly Stanley's uh, a huge hit. Everyone's watching. They run back. Uh, George tells Stanley, you know, he's going to be on the air all the time now and stanley's like Can i still be the janitor he's like sure and um yeah um now the station's back in the black there's all kinds of new uh content popping up um we got uh the wheel of fish mm -hmm. classic game show right we got uh, this guy's name's cooney mm -hmm. um yeah basically as far as i can tell you spin a wheel covered in fish and you win that fish or you could take what's in the box yep what's in the box nothing you're so stupid. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, classic scene that we're not doing any justice to. But bottom you line. You can't, yeah. Yeah. Don't take what's in the box. No, just take your fish and go home. If you won the red snapper, take the red snapper That's and get right. out of there. That's right. Um, so then we got, uh, you know, Secrets of the Universe with Philo. Uh, he teaches us. He teaches us how to make plutonium from household objects, and then we cut to oh, Raoul's Wild Kingdom. <laughs> Gold. This is just the best, worst thing ever. Like, it's terrible because of the animal abuse, but it's funny because it's it's very fake animal abuse. Yeah. This, if this was really, you know, if this was Milo and Orvis, yeah, and these were really animals getting injured. I have a problem with this, but it's fake as shit. So we learned we learned three important things on this show. We learned that turtles are nature's suction cup. Yep. You lick them and throw them in the air, they stick to the ceiling. Yep. Uh, we learned that ants work really hard to make tunnels and don't like it when you <laughs> shake their ant farm. Like an etch-a-sketch. Yeah. And then finally we learned that poodles cannot fly. Yet. Well, yeah, they take, they take it takes them a little while. Yeah. He goes through a lot of poodles. He does. It's pretty... Big pile of poop. I gotta be honest, like, I kind of wish there was a scene 
where they like drive by the car dealership and there's just a pile of seals. <laughs> Jeez. Well, I thought you were gonna say like later on you just see a poodle sky. Or yeah, or that like that would well. Yeah. Or anytime they're talking outside of the like outside of the house, it's like a poodle just falls. Not to bring it down, but there was supposed to be more with him, but he did pass away during the filming of this. Um, so, did he really? Yeah, I believe. Probably from licking turtles. Somewhere, yeah. no, it was a, a <laughs> car accident. Salmonella. Oh. Um, but I, I believe somewhere in there, hit his in there maybe in the credits, it says it, it was ded, uh, dedicated to him. Oh. But, so, yeah. Yeah, when I saw this years and years and years ago, I remembered there being a scene of him getting arrested later on. Um, oh, that would... But yeah, I guess that wasn't actually in the movie. But anyway, so uh, yeah, Raul throws some very obvious poodle puppets out the window. Mm -hmm. Got a good chuckle. Um, I do love me some good puppet trauma. How would you How would you rate this? Uh, mild. 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 Yeah. Right. Low. PG. So, compared to, say, uh, uh, Ball Ball, you know, from um, Hudson Hawk. God, I don't remember Hudson Just Hawk launches that poodle out the window from the tennis ball launcher. Oh, that was pretty good. Um, or Anchorman, where Jack Black punts that puck. Yeah, that was pre that's pretty good. What about um, Indian in the Cupboard, with just that full <laughs> soccer kick, the hamster ball? That's pretty good. Or the, uh, was it uh, Problem Child, where they threw the cat down the stairs? Yep, 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 yep. Um, see, the, like, the highest tier for me is anything mm. where an animal attacks, and it's just an actor Clearly. holding a stuffed animal to themselves. Mm. I think especially when you see the full attack, so you see the you know stuffed animal lifelessly thrown at yeah, an actor who then has to grab yeah. it and be like, oh no. Yeah, like that. Yeah. What about Hercules in New York when it's obviously a man in a bear costume? <laughs> yeah, that's that pretty good. That is clearly good. no match for Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> that's pretty good, too. <laughs> Getting his ass handed to him. That's pretty good, too. Uh, yeah, but this was like, it's literally like he takes the poodle, throws it out the window... It's a, it's like a split second. You see mm -hmm. the the stuffed animal just go by the camera. Uh, so it's it's super low, but it was still it was still enjoyable. It was for the, mm -hmm. the thought that this dude is hucking the animals out the window. <laughs> the pile of poodles really got me. Pile of poodles. I didn't, notice yeah. the, I didn't notice that last time I watched. In general, and this is a staple of Weird Al, but the random acts of violence <laughs> are always pretty good. Like mm -hmm. the the frying pan. The bashing his own head into the counter and stuff. Just a... the boulder flattening him. Yeah. It would have been great if there was like a, a movie commercial for uh, Nature Trail to Hell. Oh, hell yeah. That would have mm -hmm. been pretty great. One of my favorites. So um, after that, we cut to uh, back at Channel 8. Um, we see that uh, R.J. Fletcher's getting a, uh, a present from one of his sons. It's a watch, but it's not a Rolex. So R.J. just throws it back at him. And this man walks in wearing the craziest hat. Some I sort love of, like I mean, it's not that crazy. Some sort of ornamentally festooned. It was like a native, like Native American turquoise hat with a raccoon tail. Well, yeah, it's a, it's a big yeah. cowboy hat. But yeah, with like some kind of ornate head uh, piece around it and a <laughs> raccoon tail out the back and everything. I like that you don't get the full blast of it at first. So it like it keeps getting more ridiculous as you see more of this guy. And then finally, like, you know, he, he the guy comes in basically just to say that U62 is starting to do better. And RJ like throws him out and he's like, and take that ridiculous thing off. And the guy looks so sad as he peels off his fake mustache. Yes. <laughs> Which, one of my favorite parts about this show, I mean, it's great on its own, but I also love, if you're paying attention, 
earlier in the movie, this guy has a mustache, and then throughout the rest of the movie, he does not. Yeah. So it's consistent <laughs> yes, in that for no reason. Good continuity so yeah, there. I just yes. love that. Nice touch. So um, we cut to uh, Stanley's funhouse, and fucking uh, Stanley comes out in this little like fire engine vehicle thing he's got like this giant ear hat thing and these weird eyeglasses and he drives all about and we find that uh lucky joe has found the marble in the oatmeal and he gets drink from the fire like a, that's his prize. it was like uh was it double dare that was, yeah it was yeah, basically so double dare double dare stole all their ideas from uhf time <laughs> But this was a classic, crack. Um, like rapid escalation of a scene um, from something that you're like, this is just kind of weird. Kids in the oatmeal. Now he's on the, uh, you know, he's riding on a horse. It looks fine. And he's like, who wants to drink from the fire hose? And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> fire hose? And you're like, oh, it's going to be a fake fire hose. No, no. It's full on. Speaking of puppet trauma. <laughs> no, yeah. this, this kid got scanned. Wow. Like, his head is gone. <laughs> Well, that, that's what you get for attacking Fred Wynn, all right? It's fucking, he deserved this shit. Wait, was that Mill Milo? My, 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 yeah, it was the kid from Pet Sematary. That was? So, yeah. Oh, I didn't, oh, wow. think, I didn't realize that was. And we, we cut to, um, back to Raul. He's getting a delivery of animals for his next show. And we get a really, really bad badger joke. We don't need no stinking birds. Yeah. Um, and then it cuts from there. It's funny, though. It's hey, so funny, but it's whatever. bad. It was bad. Yeah. We cut from there to Conan the library, <laughs> just straight up bifurcates a kid for returning a book late. And it makes it seem like it was a little late, yeah. like just a bit. Yeah, well, you know. Well, that kid came in there like it was no big deal. Yeah. And he, he didn't realize he a, was dealing with it. Yeah, he thought it would be fine. Mm -hmm. Nope, you're dead. So I ran my Which, library. <laughs> <laughs> Which also, uh, Weird Al had a problem with this, and it's also part of the reason I hate the FCC personally. Mm -hmm. uh, this is why this movie is rated PG-13, because of things like this. Uh, and later when it aired on TV, the town talk scene where he cuts off his thumb, mm. still in it. This scene often edited out. Wow. Hmm. For cutting a person in half, completely bloodless, and so fake it's not even <laughs> a question. <laughs> like, this scene wouldn't have been as funny if that looked more convincing. Right, yeah. right. If it had been, it would have been awful. really practical, yeah. <laughs> it would have been terrible. All right, so now we find out that Channel U62 is now number one in the rating. Um, and uh, we see new programming such as Bowling for Burgers, which I think is just a good idea. You could just do that. That's just a. But see, this is also. Thing. Yeah. Sounds like a great idea. This yeah. is basically how I see TV has progressed into. Mm -hmm. And like, we used to have like shows, you know, you could argue the value of them, but you know, fun sitcoms and whatever. Mm -hmm. And now it's just Bowling for Burgers and Strip Solitaire. And yeah. Tripping people when they come out of the market. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and whatever that head bonking show was, what was that? Oh, the, the Spike Brothers or whatever. Yeah. Mike and Spike or something like that. And uh, don't forget mud rest, celebrity mud wrestling. Yeah. Uh, these two chicks are taking on Gorbachev. Mikhail Gorbachev. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like they were taking him yeah, to school. Too. Him yeah, he was like yeah. resisting. Yeah, he was down. Yeah. Yeah. They stole his ass from Moscow. <laughs> yeah, he, was, he was not ready for that much contact with the West. Um, <laughs> so we find out, though, Uncle Harvey, who's he's floating in a uh, in this weird turtle pool floating. Yeah. And uh, we find out he gets a call from Big Ed that he uh, now owes $75,000. And then at the same time... By Friday. Uh, yep, by Friday. 
the same time, Mr. Fletcher calls and is like, hey, I want to buy your station. For $75,000. And the movie suggests that Fletcher was somehow involved with, like, him mm. losing the races, but I don't know how, like... I don't... Well, I, I didn't catch Or that was that, just really good be. timing on Fletcher's part. Yeah, I think it was really good timing mm -hmm. just because the movie doesn't care enough to spend any more time on this plot than it needs to. Mm. But. Um, so now Philo's like, I'm gonna... Well, George is like, all right, we got to find a way to get that money. He gets his uncle to at least, you know, give him time to to match the offer. Um, and then he's like, I don't know about uh, RJ, though. He can He's capable of anything. We should keep an eye on him. So Philo's like, I'm going to go fucking do Revenge of the Nerds here and install this gigantic <laughs> camera just gonna in their office. stick the Hubble satellite yeah. <laughs> up in the ceiling tiles here. It is like a friggin' telescope. I mean, I look at the bulk of it is, you know inside the ceiling but i i still question how no one looked up and saw that fucking camera <laughs> but fletcher also finds out that indeed george has time to match his offer yeah plus he's got to come back every three hours and change out the 26d batteries in that thing <laughs> he's living up there now but now we have important questions to address sex with furniture what do you think i'm okay with it all right anyone else inflatable furniture or I feel like that would be pain. Um, what? It depends if you're penetrating or being penetrated. <laughs> <laughs> wow, asking the good question. Well, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and there is indeed furniture that is designed for you to have sex with. This is true. And I believe there's been whole shows about uh, addiction and so on where yeah. people it's like a real thing. Just do that anyway. Mm -hmm. Why is everybody looking at me? Well, because well, you have you've the been gnawing yeah. on the table ever since you got here. <laughs> <laughs> this is good wood. You're boring, yeah. you're boring a hole in that table, like, but yeah, the, not with any gnawing, kind of woodworking tool. Yeah, the gnawing doesn't upset me as much as the caressing he's been doing. Well, yeah. the occasional yeah. tap coming from under the table when both his hands are above the table. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, this, <laughs> this talk show is... Uh, that's not syrup. You know, talking about the tough topics, like lesbian Nazi hookers abducted by UFOs and forced into weight loss programs this week on Town Talk. And then he's immediately hit over the head with a chair <laughs> right after he says it. Um, so, yeah, we uh, now unveil the U-62 telethon to generate the uh, enough money to make the station public, get the $75,000. Fletcher's like, fuck that. I'm dispatching my goons. We're kidnapping Stanley. We're putting an end to this. Why? Why is Bulbasaur sucking Charmander's dick? Oh, Charmander's really happy. And he's into it. it. He's like, you know what? They're yeah. He's going hard on as it. As long thing. as they're two consenting Pokemon, don't question yeah, it. But they're like, where the baby? It's Pokemon super effective. <laughs> yeah, what does happen if you breed a fire type and a water type? Uh, know, know, we don't know where those vines uh, are going. He's, he's, a, he's a grass type. Oh, well, then that should just burn Bulbasaur. Well, yeah. He's got, it's got they're both going to be burning later. Yeah, yeah, you know right. what I mean? Yeah. Oh. They're going to have to get checked out. At the Pokemon <laughs> Hospital. <laughs> Bulbasaur's <laughs> center. Yeah. Bulbasaur is going to die in tournament. She's going to have to get some Bulbasaur's checked out. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to have some Bulbasaur's later. They'll, they'll, be, some, they'll be saying some like, so, <laughs> Chansey's right. just gonna be there shaking her head. You like, need to uh, rub this cream on your Bulbasaurs and call me in the morning. <laughs> so, just, just squirt a little on. <laughs> 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 
Wow. All right. I love it. Back to the movie. <laughs> Stanley gets kidnapped real easy, and um, he's just nonstop talking, annoying these goons, and they put him in a closet. Uh, and we Can't cut. We What's that? gag this motherfucker. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't think to to gag him. Um, but they're too busy watching Gandhi too. No more passive resistance. Which is was that Weird Al as Gandhi? Ass. No, that, no, that was, was the director. Okay. Um, what you call it? Very much a uh, a black story. Black exploitation film yeah. made about Gandhi. Um, brown, brown exploitation. Yeah, it is a little bit of brown face, which is unfortunate, yeah. but so it's tastefully done. Terry, yeah. who I would try I to do it. her voice, but uh, it'll come out as a change guy. Uh, basically, she remembers she's in this movie and attempts to go plead with Fletcher. Hey, Mister, ain't <laughs> <laughs> my boyfriend thinks you're alone? Oh, I'm George's girlfriend. Although, actually, at this point, Fletcher does encounter the change guy. Yeah, and gives him a penny, and uh, that turns out to be important later because he gets a spatula with it. Mm-hmm. And um, his conversation with Terry turns out to be important later because Philo's recording it, and um, Fletcher just talks about he uh, he values the town about as much as a bowl of sizzling pus. He's gonna play that town like a harp from hell. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> He's thinking the same thing. Um, so now we cut back to Stanley. <laughs> <He> goes... <laughs> I forgot he did miss. Uh, so, um, what is that from? Batman, Batman Returns. Returns. That's yeah, right. Michelle Pfeiffer's in that movie. Just, mm-hmm. just remember that in your head. So, in your heart. Stanley, at this point, uh, they're gonna kill him essentially if he doesn't stop talking. And he sees his mop that was taken from him early in the film, and he fucking hulks out, bursts out of the uh, yeah, the ropes, just... fucking flips the table over on all these goons, goes on a rampage with this mop. Like, I don't know where this is coming from. <laughs> So it's no. weird because it, he has a special kind strength, of strength capacity. I, yeah, it, it, it lives inside all of us. I yeah, I get it. I get that. I get what you're getting at. But I you, just I it's mean, like you when you say he, he's been, so excited to see his mom. When a mother sees he her baby, smashes through everybody to get it. I I'm I'm okay up to that point. I'm totally on board. And then he just starts beating the ever loving shit out of them. But it's almost like to the he's point where he even throws the mop aside though. Yeah, at one he point he just the loses mop the almost mop. instantly. Yeah. Well, but because he used up all the power he got really quick. Because that first guy he hit gets oh, launched yeah. across the room like a javelin. And like after that though, yeah, well, the next guy just takes the mop from him and yeah. then he sucks again. Well, now that he knows where it is, he can accio it and it'll mm. be fine. So. um... Yeah, they they reapprehend Stanley, but uh, they did it in uh, the office, so Philo saw it, mm-hmm. and now he's like, "Okay, we gotta we gotta go rescue him." And um, so now George is like, "All right, I'll take care of this. I'm just gonna run out into the parking lot, and uh, in a lens flare, I'm gonna become Rambo, and we're gonna get the best worst scene ever." Mm-hmm. He's just. <laughs> we all mentioned that he looks like Sylvester Stallone does now while wearing a a, a muscle body suit, Le- weird leathery ham looking skin. Yeah, like, he like does look rump. like a Stallone cut. <laughs> yeah, he does look like a Stallone. Yeah. He looks like a Stallone cut. Um, Some weird veiny bits. Yeah, he's a giant back tattoo now. It was funny when I um first. Well, not when I first saw UHF. When I saw UHF years ago, the scene where the guy's just firing the AK-47 at him for like a minute and he just walks up and draws the bow and he's like right next to the dude and blows him up. And I'm like, I remember that scene in Rambo being kind of cool. And I went back and I watched First Blood Part 2. And it's basically that scene. Like, it is that stupid. Like, he's not that close, but he's not that far. And the guy like... 
The guy empties the entire uh, magazine from the AK-47, pulls out a pistol, and is still shooting that at Rambo. While Rambo's just standing there, putting together an arrow, and he does just like from like twenty feet away, draw it and blow the guy <laughs> to a pile of yuck, just leaving his shoes behind. And I'm like, Riddell's not really even parodying that scene. He's just just Doing playing it, it yeah. recreating yeah, it as a parody. Sometimes yeah. you don't need to do much. So he goes, he rescues um, Stanley. Uh, he goes, pays 20 bucks for a helicopter ride. A bunch of guys show up. He just machine guns them down. And then one more guy shoots at him and he goes absolutely nuts. And he's making this great face as he's just jiggling from the machine gun recoil. And it's causing everything around to explode. And uh, then he um, he blows up. Well, one other guy tries to shoot a pistol at him. He catches the entire bullet casing and all in his mouth. <laughs> Chews it and spits it out like machine gun fire. That causes that guy to explode in a pile of yuck. And then he gets in the helicopter and faces off with uh, Mr. Fletcher here and then the Channel 8 news copter. copter. Neither yeah. helicopter has weapons mounted on it, but, um, oh, you man. know, he just goes, ooh, and hits a button <laughs> and the Channel 8 copter explodes. And then it's just like a minute of him just screaming and having random things explode. Yep. Which, the if you see First Blood Part Two, it's it's that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Leaning Tower of Pisa, I believe, was one of them. Eiffel gets Tower. the Coliseum. Yeah. All um, he wanted was his gay poncho. The hobo poncho was the source of his power. <laughs> um, so then. For reference, see. Four guys in a movie, episode something, Rambo. First Blood, so, Part One. I'm gonna say probably way up. So either way, he his plan turns out he's just going to kick open the door to Fletcher's office and just yell. We, and then he immediately gets a gun pointed at him for his efforts. If we're following the logic here, assuming they there explode. is any. Uh well th that too. But um also he apparently just ran the yeah. whole way and kicked in the door. So I don't think there was a plan involved no. or anything. Um, so, you know, they both of them are captured now. And now the, the main bad guy goon is like, well, we're going to have to kill you. We were just going to hold Stanley for a little while. Um, but then they're like, oh, something's in the supply closet. Supplies! <laughs> Out comes Cooney and his guys. I like how he just <laughs> he just yells it and does the, does a duck and a man just immediately <laughs> air kicking out of the closet. Yeah, right, right over right his out. head. Yes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so they're saved back at the uh, at U sixty two. Um, Stanley triumphantly rides in on a monster truck with Cooney and the other guys. And then there's just this whole sea of like bikers <laughs> Yo, where did and they four by fours. From? I guess they were all from that bar that just loved, yeah, really yeah. loved Stanley. I guess. That's the guess. Yeah. Assumption, whatever. It's just what this town is made of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there are so many mullets. Oh yeah. This was peak this mullet was, time. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was yeah. like Billy Ray Cyrus. Oh yeah, this is con. There's 80s dripping all, all over this those, movie. All those home improvement kids so now not just the 80s but I, mm -hmm. I i remember thinking like how 80s this was uh way earlier on when victoria jackson was going into the station for oh, the first yeah. time and she had that little uh, piano key yeah piano Keyboard. key button on i'm just like 
why was that ever a thing? I invented the piano key necktie. Yeah. What did you ever invent? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> so um, now back back at U62, they're trying to raise the money, but you know they're down to the last minute. Fucking um, Fletcher shows up, yanks the cord out, shuts the whole thing down, and um, Uncle Harvey's there, and he's like, "Sorry, kid, it's ten o'clock. You know, I gotta gotta give Big Louie the money now." And Big Louie shows up in his limo, which mm -hmm. this is an all like. I get it. It's a movie. Don't think too much about it and all. But I, I, it did kind of annoy me because it's like, you know, listen, kid, I'd give you all the time in the world, but Big Louie's here. I got to give him his money. Like, I get you didn't have $75,000 to give him. He probably had a bit. But yet, you tell me you don't have the other 2000 to throw in mm -hmm. till your nephew can raise it, yeah. which will probably be within the next hour. He's like, I would have, but you threw a fucking chihuahua in my punch bowl. <laughs> fair that's fair <laughs> so um so now like fletcher decides to make the classic bad guy mistake of time to you know gloat and celebrate before he's actually won he starts monologuing mm -hmm. yep yeah and meanwhile the change guy shows up and friggin <laughs> hands uh george two thousand dollars hey maker and uh so george takes all the money like i like that he just looks at bob and bob throws all the money at him like he <laughs> yeah. knows what to do and uh gives all that to to big louie and um then signs the deed from harvey owns the station and fletcher's like fuck <laughs> had a deal oh also at one point fletcher attempted to before he stormed down here he attempted to play um some sort of shocking footage that would uh discredit u62 and it philo hacks that shit and turns it into um fletcher you know saying all the bad shit about the town and so now he's here he doesn't have a station um he gets uh kicked in the nuts pam um you know <laughs> Interviews him on the news, calls him slime, and uh, he gets his FCC license revoked by uh, just a random dude from the FCC <laughs> happens to Who show may up or may not even work for the FCC. Yeah, yeah. Friday at 10 o'clock. No documentation. Mm -hmm. Noodles trips his son into the yep. mud. Great. The son's like, Dad! No! Yeah, Noodles just throws him down in the mud and slits his throat like Game of Thrones. It's like the Red Wedding. <laughs> So then, um, you know Philo's with the leprechaun. Philo's like, I guess you know I've done my mission here on your planet. I'm going home. George just like, okay, and bye. Busts sure. out some bad claymation, turns into this weird like, essentially a beholder with a, with a body, and then yeah, yeah teleports away. <laughs> Which is funny because apparently that was just supposed to be in the background, mm -hmm. but they loved the effect so much that mm -hmm. they put it up front, which now is sure, you mm -hmm. know, it looks like but, claymation. Oh, it's mm -hmm. nice. So I love turns out Fletcher gave the uh, the change guy some rare penny that gave him enough money to buy $2,000 worth of stock in the station and a Rolex. Well, the penny was only worth about $1,500, but I did some back alley hand jobs and I got to... I made up the difference. You want one, mister? Free. <laughs> um, you came down on your luck. It's no longer a job. It's a hobby. I call oh. it a Twinkie Wiener sandwich. Oh, <laughs> Pulls out the cheese. <laughs> so... George goes over to Stanley and he's like, here, the cheat, have a trophy. And Stanley freaks out. And then um, that's basically it. Like, yeah, they, we cut to, yeah, you know, things are it. things are fine now with uh, whatever, Terry. And they do a Gone with the Wind parody. And uh, 
We're out. That's it. You know, fire up the UHF theme. Now, do you think for the ending scene, Weird Al and Victoria Jackson actually had to have their mouths on each other for that entire time that it, like... No, I, I the lights went down, and I'm yeah. pretty sure they, they pulled away. <laughs> it's, like, yeah. it's just like, I'm sorry. I don't think either one of them breathe. were really happy no, about that. It was, it was, it was two body mouth. doubles. I Afterwards... I, um, it was George Lucas and Weird Al peeled off the rubber lips. <laughs> yeah. Like Robin. <laughs> Fired up the bat skates and slid on out of there. Oh, that dipshit. Robin has given love. you That's some people love. Twinkie hunt. <laughs> we heard sandwiches. sandwiches today. Uh, well, that was UHF, Tony. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Get your shit together. Wish I could. Mr. So... <laughs> Again, the reception for this movie wasn't quite the greatest at the time of its release, but currently on RottenTomatoes.com, critics gave this a score of 61%, audience gave it a score of 77%. That's their thoughts and opinions. What about you and yours, Will? Yeah, so like I said earlier, I'd never heard about this movie before 2022. Dave and Rob had been uh, like doing some jokes about it at work, and I was like, all right, I need to check this out. Um, really enjoyed it the first time. It was even more fun the second time watching it with people, and then because you kind of know the basic beats of the... The story, I could catch a few little side gags that I didn't see the first time. Um, Weird Al's great. All the little bits were fun. Um, some good music. Uh, totally recommend. Would, would tell Liz to check it out if they've not seen it. And um, there's a like a 20-minute YouTube video by the Red Letter Media guys that I think we all have. We like them, their stuff, and they do a good UHF like recap on their show if you want a quick hit. I enjoyed it and recommend it. All right, uh, Joe. So I wouldn't say it's a good movie, but it's definitely a fun movie. Uh, and it has a lot of memorable scenes, and I do think it's important that people see it. Um, so overall, I am going to recommend it. Uh, it's definitely, it's low budget. Um, there's some of the jokes don't land, but the ones that do are pretty damn amazing. Um, so yeah, that's about all I can say. I, I would recommend. Yeah. Uh, I'll just kind of piggyback off some of that where it's, this movie is essentially a Twinkie wiener sandwich. Like <laughs> you, you don't need it in your life, but it's nice to have every once in a while, maybe at least once. <laughs> no, yeah, there's, there's a lot of fun little jokes. Again, we couldn't get into a lot of the stuff, but there, you know, and I think even rewatching, not something you need to rewatch a ton, but like each time you rewatch it, you might catch a little more. So, yeah, we definitely recommend it. Rob, are you up? Sure. Um, yeah, like Joe said, uh, it's not a good movie, but it's a good time. Um, I would totally recommend this. It was funny. Right. And Dave. I absolutely love this movie. I've seen it more times than I care to admit in my life. Um, yeah, it's definitely more fun with people. Not the kind of movie you can just sit at home and watch on your own. Oh, I've done that too. I, well, you know, <laughs> background noise when you're doing something and you know you just want something on, then yeah, absolutely. But yeah, not a. I, I will say it's a great movie. I love it. Definitely recommend. It's right. a solid recommend. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a solid recommend from all of us. So, yeah, for uh, your podcast, recommend for you, Agent. So, you know it's good. All right. <laughs> Mark. What's up next, please? It's time for Tony to drink from the fire hose. I think it is time. First, yeah. he has to find the D20 of fate in the oatmeal. Ooh, get it. Without oh, get it, Tony. That's right. Tear also, um, <laughs> you know, listeners out there, if you wish to fund uh, us to have a sandbox full of oatmeal, we will gladly sit and record an episode in it. Yeah, at least that's what we'll tell you. Mm-hmm. 
All right, D20 Fate, what do you have for us today? 12. Okay, so 1985's Enemy Mine. Oh, no. What a movie. Oh, We're going to watch Louis Gossett Jr. impregnate himself. Hey, hey guys, that were complaining that we didn't do enough 80s movies. Suck it. Suck it all the yeah, way to the I don't know bank. how this is going to go. Suck this that is... Twinkie Wiener. <laughs> Twinkie Wiener uh, sandwich. Suck it all down. Move your throat cheese whiz. Sometimes my opinions are changed by rewatching these movies, but my initial impression is it's a good movie. It's going to be a boring-ass time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all, right. all right. We'll find out next time. Yay. Thanks for... I said watching. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching with your ears. Uh, thanks to Dave for joining us. Thank you, Dave. We're all, we're sorry. Um, I never expected to eat a Twinkie Wiener sandwich. <laughs> oh, you can go tell all your friends. That's right. That's right. They were all here. <laughs> <laughs> Let's all get matching tattoos. Twinkie Wiener sandwich of, of tattoos. that, that flaccid, like, half-eaten little red rocket poking out of a Twinkie. Oh. Gray on the end. Oh, oh. Oh. A beautiful cheese whiz. It's gonna make me all sick. It almost looks sexual. <laughs> no, I don't think. It I mean, by its by its nature, it's sexual. Maybe I'm just turned on. That's all. <laughs> the views and Am opinions I? of the. You know how many <laughs> foods are shaped like dicks? All the all good, the good ones. ones. I just want that cream. Yeah, it's it's a wiener spreading open the thing with cream. It, it just. Okay, you don't have to break it yeah, down. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that. Take it, take it home. Let's with get out that, of here, ladies and gentlemen. It's been great. <laughs> Bye. Adios. Bye. Good night, everybody.